Hello and welcome to the Hey Mama podcast. Supporting women to make soul-centered and heart-driven decisions in motherhood. Going back to basics, changing our stories and trusting ourselves. I'm Emily. And I'm Annabelle. Hey Mama! Hello everybody and welcome to our birth story series. We have a second time guest here today, Jodie, who gave birth to her first beautiful baby boy, Reef in December in a magical water birth at the Family Birthing Centre. So her story isn't the birth itself, but the lead up. The sitting in a phase of labour for three weeks and the lessons and healing that that created her birth. So welcome back. It is so good to be talking to you. I know. Last time, Reef was inside my belly. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I was thinking that. Yeah. I think I kind of like just early weeks of finding out I was pregnant or something. Uh Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. And I kind of had a feeling that you would be back to share because I I don't know. I just (laughs) felt like it was going to be a magical birth. Like you had done so much work and you continue to do so much work through your pregnancy and you really plan for the birth and I feel like you know when you do that it's just it usually turns out you know the way that you at least hope for but obviously there's there tends to be some surprises in there the lessons (laughs) that you need oh the lessons oh my gosh the final lessons but (laughs) it actually is like a work like you have to work for it Mm. (laughs) there's big work Mm. Um, but yeah, I'll just jump in and share my story yes. for me. Well, there was so much that happened. Like it wasn't just, like I said, in the intro, it wasn't just the birth itself. And like, that was probably like the tiniest part of it. Really. It was the lead up and this sitting in a phase of labor for three weeks, which I just didn't know was a thing at all. Mm. <laughs> so basically three weeks out of my, oh, before he came. So it was about 38 weeks. I started getting really regular contractions, like the period cramps. And I was like loosely looking at the time and I was like, oh yeah, they seem to be quite regular. And I started having loose stools and I was like, oh, this is kind of what be, <laughs> what might be happening. So I messaged my doula, which we've all had, Helena. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, hey. I'm sure yeah. she will be. <laughs> we love you. We we love you so much. <laughs> um, yeah, so I messaged her and she's like, yep, yeah, sounds like things might be happening soon. Just like enjoy this moment of rest. And then like naturally I'm like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to tell my partner who's like come home from work. And I was like, all right, we're just <sighs> going to rest. We'll go easy. And then, um, yeah, because we're kind of like maybe the next few days it's going to ramp up. And... Yeah, and then I just, like, the contractions overnight slowed down and the next day I still had loose stools and then towards the afternoon the regular contractions kind of started happening again. And then I lost my mucus plug and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's actually, this is so close. Mm. And I was still in that, like, okay, it might might be a couple of days in my head just thinking – you know, when you hear about labour, it's like two days or a few hours. <laughs> like, it's nothing long. Mm-hmm. So I had that in my mind. And after after every single day for about a week and a half, having those regular contractions with the loose stools and this deep 
feeling of just wanting to stay in my home with no one else but my partner around. And then nothing happened. We didn't have a baby in our arms. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, oh. oh, the frustration was Oh, because, you know, up. like with second or third time babies, I sort of say you can get these false stars, right? But that's first, what I said. you're like, you're a first time mom. This, this can't be a false start. And I'd also like mentioned to like some of my friends, it seems like things are happening. Like we might not be too far away. So like I had just talked so much about my baby being my arm so soon. Mm -hmm. And a week and a half later, I'm still sitting in the same place. Mm -hmm. And I was getting so frustrated with it. And that need for control really started to come in here. Mm -hmm. So I started turning to, you know, all the natural inducing ways, like having the dates and having the um, raspberry leaf tea and doing the curb walking, (laughs) all those little things. And I did that for a couple of days and nothing changed. And within this time I was taking myself outside and just like meditating and grounding as well. And I was journaling about all this stuff I'm doing and how frustrated I am that, you know, my body's saying I should be in labor but nothing's happening and I don't have a baby and how frustrated I am and then I was like hold on my my the birth I want is based around this belief that I trust my body knows exactly what it's doing and by me trying to control it and do these natural inducing ways I'm going straight against my action does not align with that belief I want to take into the birth with me Oh, I got goosebumps. <laughs> and like, I'm like, what a realization, though. Like, I'm, right. I think that that is so incredible and shows your, um, your like, uh, understanding of yourself and your mind because so many people would see that after the fact. Like, yeah. it'd be a couple of months or even a couple of years or something after the labor and then reflect and be like, oh, that's what I was doing and that's what I was trying to learn. And I think it's so amazing that you could actually see it, like, right there. And how amazing for then your, for, for them for the rest of your birth and, the you know, the plan that was that what it was supposed to be that you could just then surrender into it. Exactly. Like, and I'm, I'm honestly as hard as it was at the start in those three weeks it was the best and most beautiful time of my whole pregnancy for sure Mm. like so much came out of it and so much healing got done in that like I had inner child stuff come up that I didn't even know was there that Mm. got presented and I worked through but yeah I'll get into that (laughs) the beliefs I was like my actions right now are just so out of line for what I want and, like, I guess with this deep understanding, which is funny because last time we were on here we spoke about the subconscious mind, but knowing that that's going to play up so much in the birth space, if I'm not aligning to that now in my actions, for sure I'm not going to align with that when I am in the most vulnerable space ever. So I pull back all the things, all the natural things, and I just, you know, if these are my, I wrote down my beliefs that I, that I have and I want to have in my birth, and in my body, and I just made sure all my actions aligned to that. So I stopped doing any need to control and just fully surrendered. But mm-hmm. then probably like after two weeks of still every single day having the regular contractions, every few days, you know, loose stools, the cleansing of the body, I was now almost like I was like, okay, I know I'm not frustrated anymore, but I had like 
told people close to me, like, I think things are happening. And now two weeks later, nothing's happened. So I started getting a bit embarrassed in myself Mm. and like feeling that judgment Mm -hmm. and I'm like, what are other people going to think? And then self-doubting myself. And is this actually, is my body actually doing this? Because uh, I was like, as far as I'm aware, like you couldn't sit in this phase of labor for this long. Like I should have had a baby by now. It was all the doubting was coming in. Mm. And I saw some, you know, beliefs come up around, you know, inner child wounds of my body being a failure and stuff like that, that I was really holding on to. So it was just like another layer of work that I had to do. And I saw that and I thought, you know what, there's work here to be done. I need to dive into this. I need to sit in this embarrassment. <laughs> I need mm. to sit in this judgment and just see what comes up because it's something needs to be unraveled. Otherwise, it wouldn't have shown itself. Yeah. I yeah, feel but- like with birth, when we know, and like you said, when you do the work in the lead up to birth and you know it's a transformational experience, you sign up for something different. Like yeah. it's sort of like you are then gifted with all of these opportunities to really transform. Absolutely. It is very much a spiritual mm. journey. <laughs> yeah. Like whether people want to say it is or isn't, it is. <laughs> yeah. It depends yeah, totally. how deep you want to lean into exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can kind of choose your adventure. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But like it's going to transform you no matter what. It's just whether or not you're open to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And when I had when I was going through this self-doubt stuff, I and you know, checking in with my body, I realized that there was so much emphasis I was putting on the birth itself, but labor, this preparation for birth, was just also part of the main event. It wasn't just about the birth, it was this preparation. And having this preparation was really the transition for me from maiden to mother as such, because this lesson that I found here was all about this, you know, I'm looking for the external and people, things around me to validate how I'm feeling about my own body and what's happening in my own body. I was really trying to listen out rather than listen in. And when Mm -hmm. I had this realization, I was like, Oh, I know this is actually happening for my body right now. Like I'm feeling it. I'm in it. This is my experience and no one else's. And so what if I'm here for a while? It's all part of it. It's all part of my journey and my story. Yeah. And you know, I literally, as you said, as you were just saying that, I just jotted down that doubt is like so um, much of a mirror of then motherhood and the fact Mm. that, we doubt then our choices and we look to these external people, whether that be a professional person or whether that just be, you know, a friend or a family member. But at the end of the day, you're the mom and you know, like you knew that something was happening. You knew that something, things were shifting. And for you to doubt that was just like, yeah, literally the catalyst then for you to kind of get rid of that shit so that then as a mother, you don't need to do that anymore. You don't need to. You can actually listen to what's going on internally and believe in it. 100%. I think that's been the greatest gift to come into motherhood with is like this is my stuff, not anyone else's, listening to what's right for us and my instincts and my intuition and trust my baby and trust my process 
rather than what anyone else is saying. So, yeah, 100% agree with you. <laughs> um, yeah, and then so that was like, yeah, two weeks I had been sitting like in the same every single day it was happening, but nothing was progressing. And we were coming up to 41 weeks and because I was with CMP and um, you have to go like do 41 weeks, like if talk about getting induced or something like that. Mm-hmm. And my midwife was going away and she said, you know, this has come. I had, I loved my midwife. She was so freaking incredible and I'm so grateful for her. And she had said to me, you know, you're coming up to 41 weeks. This is, you know, this is what they're going to push on you. Like, by the way, I will, I will still be with you if we're sitting here at 44 weeks, if that's your choice. And mm-hmm. it was so beautiful to have that reminder of like, you know what, this, this is really a, this is where I'm talking about the spiritual and sacred side of it is this actually, yes, I am giving birth, but this is my baby's choice. Like he's chose to be here. Mm. He's going to choose because my midwife was going away. She she also was like, you know, Jody, don't block anything because he knows who needs to be in the room when he's born. Mm. And I was just so reminded that he knows exactly what he needs around him. And my job was to just, support that nurture that and trust that Mm. and yeah it was just having that realization again before going into what I was like you know 41 weeks of going I was like okay you're like relling yourself up I'm ready I don't want intervention because it's just my my baby's choice my choice all this but you get so hyped up about it like I'm having a fight back with people before it's even begun yeah totally (laughs) but I just feel like yeah no sorry you go no sorry you go you go (laughs) I just feel like that's why it's so important to have you know do the work for yourself but also be surrounded by women who support Mm. women who trust women who trust birth who trust the baby who trust this yeah natural physiological process (laughs) and that's why I love why sorry that's why I love how she said that she would be with you till that point because I think like going back to you saying that you were doing like the and I quote unquote natural induction stuff like people women a lot of the time especially those who are possibly you know with CMP or I don't know maybe even in the hospital system too but those who have time restraints those who have time restraints then resort to that stuff especially like the natural stuff because they're like oh well this is like the best the better option at least then I'll get to have my baby at home or at least then I'll get to have my baby at the family birth center if I try and speed things up but when you don't have that pressure like it's just it's it's so more freeing and you can surrender and you know the whole natural induction stuff is like a whole other topic like it's such an oxymoron (laughs) right like you oh yeah induce something because you're inducing it regard like if you're doing it naturally or not you're you're making it happen before it's supposed to happen but that's a completely different story but I just really love and I think that's so important that you said that she would be there for you and then that emphasizes the point that Annabelle just said of having the people around you who are going to your vision for birth absolutely yeah and Hearing, like, and what she said to me, like, when she said that, she's like, we might not be able to have out the family birthing centre, but mm. you can still have the birth you want when your baby's ready for it. Mm. And it's just, 
it's so empowering to hear that. And yeah, so that's when I had this like realization that, you know what, this is, these are things I can choose. And this is a spiritual journey. Like when, when we actually lean into birth, it is spiritual because our job is to trust our babies. And I think, you know, when we trust our babies now, then they're born into a place of trust. And how, how incredible is that rather than already born into a place of doubting? Mm. Yep. And our job is uh, so, so spot on, but like we are literally, we are bringing a spirit (laughs) to earth. We are the bridge between heaven and earth. Like that is our job being that vessel. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, 41 weeks spot on. I had, I was meant to go into um, the hospital at 10 a.m. I think the appointment was, but that morning everything kind of started to ramp up. (laughs) So first thing I was like, yes. (laughs) Um, And then it was the full moon as well. Of course. And (laughs) the 7th of December was um, my grandma's birthday too. So it kind of just seems like all the stars were aligning for this date anyway. Um, And then little man's just waking up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hey, bud. (laughs) And then, yeah, so um, probably about, I think it was like 4.30 in the morning, um, I woke up and felt the same, I guess, contractions I had been feeling and they were regular. And then I went to the toilet and had a bloody show this time. And... Mm -hmm. I crept back into bed and I was like, babe, I think it's, ha- I think it's definitely happening. <laughs> and then I was like, you just stay in bed. I'm going to have a shower. And then, you know, that bit of excitement kicks in. Yeah. Where were you at? Were you like, oh my God. I was, I was excited. I was also like, is it going to slow down again? Yeah. Like, don't get too into it. Don't get hopes up. Be present. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I messaged Helena and I just said, you know, this is happening, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I went back to bed and things like started to ramp up a little bit more. And we came out into the lounge room and because it was so early in the morning, like our house is so, it's beautiful, but it's so bright and sunlight. And they just stopped again for an hour and a half. I had nothing. And I was like, fuck sake again <laughs> and I was like trust the process trust the process what a little rat bag <laughs> all right <laughs> and then I said to my partner I said I'm going back to bed I'm going back to where it all began <laughs> and went back into bed shut all the blinds had it dark and laid in position and then it started to get a bit more intense from there um and then I think we called Helena oh we put the tens machine on at that point um, and then called Helena, I think she came over about one-ish. Um, and she was like, all right, like, cause I was definitely getting a bit more vocal now. And she put me in position, leaning over the bed. And it was like, I just progressed so fast from that. Mm. It's like he got in the right position and he just started to shoot down. And so I was in that for a little while. Then she was like, let's hop in the shower. So I went in the shower, leaning over the fit ball and, I was getting even more vocal and then I was like, I can feel the pressure in my bum. And in my head, I'm also thinking we've got to get from mine to King Eddie's, which is about 30, 35 minutes. Oi. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then I'm trying to be like, don't think about it too much. Judy. Just <laughs> let go of that part. It will happen. <laughs> I and was five minutes like, away oh. my first birth and I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> and this was like, 
I think we were like 2.30 now. So I'm like, we're going into school traffic. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) But I was really trying to avoid thinking of that too much because I just knew that wasn't going to help me at all. But yeah, I was in the shower and I was like, I feel pressure in my bum. And Helen was like, I can hear. Um, (laughs) Do you you feel like we should move soon? And I was like, let's get moving. Because I was like, I feel like he's not fine. I'm really ready to be in the place where he's arriving. Yeah. Um, just so I can completely switch off anything in my mind. So we got into the car, worst car ride of my life. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know how many surges I had in the car, but I just, I shut my eyes the whole time. I feel like they ramp up in the car or something. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why. Or when you're walking to the car, you're like, what the hell? Like one step surge, next step surge. And there's like a less break in between them as well. Like it's not like it's just one massive surge from here to there. I feel like, yeah. (laughs) And then, um, yes, I just shut my eyes the whole way because I knew if I looked around, I was going to break this space that I had entered into. Hmm. And then I think the car ride was like 35 minutes. My partner was like, that was the scariest time of my life. Oh, (laughs) bad. (laughs) He's like, I just wanted to get there. Yeah. And then when we got there, oh, it was funny. I didn't mention this before, but when, just when Helena arrived, one, I called the birthing center, just giving them a heads up that I'd gone into labor and they were like, okay, just, you know, stay at home, what you talked about with your midwife and stay there as long as possible and come in when X, Y, Z. And then, um, yeah, so I called them back like an hour and a half later, like, well, someone else called them, was like, we're on our way in. And they're like, okay, in their mind thinking, maybe she just needs to come in mm. and like feel a bit more comfy. And then I got there and they're like, oh, she's really progressed. And I'm like walking, having a surge, like leaning over <laughs> the front chairs out the front, like <laughs> so vocal. And they're like, oh, and I got into the room and because I wanted the pool um, in our room so I didn't yep. have to leave my space and I could just stay in it and it was so beautiful and dark in there yeah. and the fairy lights were on and I bought my um our baby blessing board that came in with us but mm. it wasn't the pool it was just a beanbag and I just remember being like where's the pool where is the pool and they're like oh yeah, we'll get on to it so I think I stayed like leaning over the beanbag for like an hour oh wow my surges. um and then popped into the pool and I was in there for 45 minutes before he came about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, just being in there, like, I remember having the surgery. And I, when I got in the pool, that was the moment where I was like, I can't do this. No, I, I can't do this. And then I would pause in my mm-hmm. head and be like, no, this is, this is what you're meant to be saying. Like, this is the right thing mm-hmm. to say. This means he's getting close. You know, and I'm so grateful for having that knowledge and support. To be like, that's the perfect thing to be saying right now. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, yeah, I was like, no, I can't fucking do this. Yeah. Um, yes, I think I, I, I mentioned on mine, you know, you, yeah, your higher self is very aware. It's yeah. like, this is all G, like, this is so close. You can just relax. You're saying the right thing. But then there's the very human part of you that's like, no fucking way. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is really hard. Um, <laughs> It's almost it's like a child going, yeah, yes. having a tantrum. That is yeah, so having true. a tantrum. Yes. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. <laughs> um, yeah, so when I was in the – and everything was manageable until, like, that point when I was like, mm. I can't do it. <laughs> mm. And it was just my partner, me and Helena, in the room. Um, and then I'd said, like, 
oh, I can feel like he's coming, like he's coming. So she like, was like, just put your hand up, see if you can feel anything. And I think it was like halfway down my finger, like I could feel his head. Mm. And wow. yeah, they were, so she like ran out to the middle. I was just like, the baby's coming. <laughs> and they like <laughs> run in. <laughs> and then I think I probably had like, I, I could feel my body starting to push. Like there was no control over that. It was just going mm. to happen. And I knew I just had to breathe with it and send my breath down. Well, my like raw breath down. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I did two big surges and they, and then I could feel like he was fully ready. He's fully crowned right there. And my midwife had said, um, okay, next, pull my partner around the back because we all thought, yep, he's going to come out from behind, just how we thought he was positioned like from a week early when we checked. And my partner went behind and they were like, okay, um, on the next big surge, you know, there'll be a bit more and then after that be ready to catch him. And I had another surge and I could feel the baby pushing. She goes, oh, that's the hardest part done. And I just felt my whole body like exhale and soften. And then I just felt him just fall out pretty much. (laughs) And they've, this all happened so fast because she, they were all thinking the next surge is going to come. But because she made that comment, my whole body just went like, and it must've been that sensation of fully letting go of everything that he just kind of blew out. And (laughs) so they've turned around and like for one split second, turned back and they just see a foot hanging there. And they've gone and panicked and they're like, holy shit, has he been breached? And we didn't know because you're not meant to be in the water. And I was like, but we all knew he's got a lot of hair on his head. (laughs) So they had seen that at the start and knew it was a head. And when they're trying to figure out what's going on, he's actually like, we must have been back like spine to spine. Mm. And he's shot out and he's just come straight in front of me, ignored everyone else behind. And I've just like scooped him up and put him on my chest. Oh. And they're all like, what's happened? <laughs> oh, that's so, yeah. yeah. So the head was, so it was, so, it was like that final, yeah. rem- that final reminder of like, they are abs- he's, he, this is the, the way he chose to be here, right? Like mm-hmm. who, he chose who was going to grab him first. Like, yeah. In, because my poor partner is like, I'm so ready to do it. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, babe. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was that moment like, oh, I've just been like, I fucking did it. It was just insane. Yeah. The best. And then yeah. it was like 15 minutes after I birthed my placenta naturally. Yay. Um, and then, yeah, we just like went, went on the bed and. It was just so beautiful. And, yeah, I because my midwife was away, I had two absolutely beautiful midwives who respected absolutely everything I said and wanted. I had written down. And it was just so nice to have my partner there and feel so supported by him as well. Yeah. And I think for me that was one of the biggest things. Like I knew if I didn't have a voice, he had my voice for me. Mm. And we were on, like, the exact same page. Because there was even a point where, um, like, I didn't want an examination. And, um, like, she, the midwife was like, oh, Jodie, you just make some really beautiful noises. Can I just, like, pop a mirror under just to see if I see a head anything? And I was like, uh, yeah. But in my head, I didn't know if that was meaning examination. And then I was like, oh, yeah. And he just turned to me and said, baby, do I have to do this? 
it's totally mm. up to you. Mm. Is this what you want? And I, that's when I like confirmed. I'm like, it's not an examination. It's like, no, 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 just a mirror. And I was like, yeah. okay, I'm mm. fine with that. But it's yeah. just, yeah, having that support. I, I remember that so clearly of my partner. And after I thanked him so much for it, because you do, you, you get so vulnerable in there that yeah. you need to have other people who are, who are going to have your back and support your choices. Mm. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And you can start, like, I think, again, it comes back to that doubt and then where you start seeing these other people that are there as knowing more than you and then you, yeah, as you said, because you're so vulnerable, so you start looking to them and going, oh, shit, maybe I should because you feel so protective over your baby and, and your space and everything. And, yeah, I think then having someone else like that and whether it's your partner or or even mm-hmm. sometimes it might be your doula just to kind of remind you and you're like, yeah, of course, like mm-hmm. that's what I meant. Um, yeah. You know, that's what I was, that's what I want wanted. Um, but, yeah, it's yeah. so easy to step out of that for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I really feel like that's an important point to make. I mean, I feel like we 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 say it a lot, but I think also for people who are wanting to birth at a birth center, you know, the midwives that you have, well, one you might not have your um, primary one mm. on the day, but also they're not there the whole time. They're in, they're out, like they're leaving you to do your thing. Yeah. But if you you're, you're your partner and a birth support person like a doula, there that you know. It's just there to remind you um, of your power as a mother <laughs> and a woman. Yeah. Oh, Baba. He's <laughs> just waking up. <laughs> I can hear one. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Little Reef's journey and mine. <laughs> Oh, it's so beautiful. I loved it. I loved it so much. Like, it's incredible. And I, I think it's really, really inspiring as well as a first-time mum story. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for sharing. Um, yeah, thank you. I've loved it. And I, it. I felt like when I was sitting in this space of, you know, labour, whatever you want to call it, like this pre-early, late whatever it falls, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. I, I felt like I really needed to talk to it because I felt lost at the start and I felt, you know, I went through all this. But it's so important to know that your journey can look like this. Like it doesn't have to be what you're told. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Everyone says well-meaning things, you know, your midwife, even your daughter, yeah. even your friends. Like it's all well-meaning, just like, oh, like this will this means this or this will happen now or this could happen like this. And then when it yeah. doesn't, you're like, yeah yeah and I think I even heard on yours Annabelle when you were saying like you know being the second time you expected all those false starts yes exactly one of those things again that like it can look so different and I think we need to get out of this idea of it being anything like a textbook and Mm. lean more into this idea of you know your own experience your own intuition your own trust for your body one hundred percent. Well, I was actually just about to ask you, and you—I feel like you kind of just did it. But what would your advice be to a mum, possibly even uh, similar to you, and a first-time mum who maybe would like to have a birth like yours? What would you say to her if she was standing right here in front of you? Um, I would say, yeah, I guess similar to what I said before, but yeah, get your knowledge of you know how a physiological birth. Find knowledge around that and then lean into your trust of your body. And I found for me, like, 
you know, I did hypnobirthing and I really got this idea of like what my body is capable of. And then after that, I just like watched so many free births because I'm like, Mm. that is so empowering to me, like to see it because all we see in TV or, you know, in movies is this very medical based birth. Mm. So once I got the knowledge that, okay, this is how my body works and what it does, I just like binged watched free births. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) And I felt like to me that was a beautiful reminder of like what our bodies are actually capable of. And it changed for me how birth can look like deeper in my, you know, I'm not being conditioned one way. It's showing me how raw and real it can be and how natural it is. Yeah, yes. I really love that as well because it's like just because you're not choosing to do that at least that time, it doesn't mean that you can't learn from it and appreciate it and be like, yeah, okay, this is what birth is. Like this, it it's just, it's simply that and you don't need all the people and the tools and the fairy lights and, you know, all the stuff. Like it yeah. can literally just happen but then you can still make a choice then to go to the family birth centre because that's for you during that time, during that birth, during that season of your life is what feels right and it's what feels safest for you. Yeah. Totally. Well, I was actually, I, I opted for a home birth, but I didn't get approved. Um, <laughs> so I like had this, and this is, I guess I would also say if you're pregnant at the moment, allow yourself to grieve like parts of you through pregnancy and mm-hmm. I think that really supported me in my transition. Like I grieved that I couldn't have that home birth that I wanted. And then I grieved when I finished work, how that was going to be. And Mm -hmm. I grieved a part of my identity that was going to change. And I think allowing yourself to really grieve and accept each part as you go along is only going to help you in birth because your body's going to open up more than it's ever opened before and shit's going to be revealed. Mm -hmm. So to (laughs) allow yourself to really embrace each layer of you through pregnancy is just only going to support you so true so freaking true and we're so powerful in birth and then so and like you said vulnerable but you know afterwards being so tender with ourselves um yeah as well I feel like that's when we need to like really give ourselves so much tenderness and love when we're so open and we've had this oh this insane experience that revealed to us the side of ourselves that we were like what like that's who I am that's who I can be that's who we are as women like yeah and then going into yeah anyway oh, that's a whole other thing but I have so loved <laughs> I know I could so chat about that as well I know, I know. <laughs> oh, we always do going. this no I know I just wanted to end there's so many things that we could go into but I know you two have a little baby oh, yeah. to get to <laughs> Um, so thank yeah. you, Jodie, so much. Um, really appreciate you. And I'm so grateful that you shared your story yeah. here for so oh, many women so to be inspired from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love I could chat this stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too. Thanks for listening to the Hey Mama podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please share with friends and follow our social media pages to keep up to date with the latest episodes. We hope you're having a beautiful day, Mama.